the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's episode is brought to you by the official beverage of the Speaking of Tangents podcast, Zima. From the minds that brought you Crystal Pepsi and Tab Clear, it's Zima. Zima. A beverage so disliked that the best quote I could find said, the drink was unpopular and disappeared from store shelves within the year. Zima. Zima. Drink something different. Yep, that's the actual tagline. I'm Jason. Hey, and I'm KJ, and we kick off this episode with our Week in Review, wherein Jason tells me if my thrilling encounter this week was also a QE situation. And I tell him why good is up before we say bye-bye-bye to this segment. Um, that's followed by something, but I really don't remember. And then we wrap it all up with even more feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happen. The things that happen. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So how are you doing this week, oh. fellow podcast host? I am doing fine. How are you doing this week? I'm all right. Okay. What's going on? Um, well, I had a QE situation this week. Well, that's quantum entanglement entanglement for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think it was a, a QE situation, but more of a wow, talk about it's a small world type of situation, I think. Maybe you decide, you let me know. You're not going to sing that song, are you? I'm not. I'm not going to sing that song because then it'll be stuck in my head forever. And that's not what I want. It's one of those that doesn't have an end. It just wraps back around yes. and restarts itself, which is, I appreciate when somebody makes a loop, you know, mm-hmm. I appreciate a good loop, but no, yeah, not that one. Not that one. So, okay. You, you help me decide if this is QE because you know, you're the physics dude. Sure. So this week at work, I met a, a woman who was there visiting her mother. And mm-hmm. and the 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 gal and I were talking, and and she mentioned that she lived in the in a, the same town where where I used to live and work. Um, and this was this isn't like where I live now or anywhere surrounding. It's about a five to six hour drive. It's not in this state. It's somewhere else. Okay, so it's a ways away. Anyway, that in and of itself is kind of small world because there are a lot of towns in this country, and we lived and worked in the same town. But I, I then told her, you know, hey, my best friend lives there. or One of my best friends from college lives there. And she said, well, who? And I, I told her her maiden name was, well, let's just say Susan Smith. And the lady kind of said, okay. But, you know, you could tell from her facial expression that she didn't recognize that name. And I said, but her married name is Susan Ta- Taylor. Let's say Susan Taylor. And she well, I said, thought you were going to say Susan Smythe. <laughs> That's better. Susan Smythe. Susan Smythe. <laughs> Susan Smythe. And she said, holy word that rhymes with it. She's my next door neighbor. 
And, ah, cool. And so then we proceeded to talk about Susan for a while and how awesome she was and how much we loved her. And it was just thrilling to me. That's the little things, I guess. It was absolutely thrilling to me. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'm easily pleased, but I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> now, is that QE or is that no, not QE? That's coincidence. <laughs> okay, I figured that. But you know, you know how excited I get about QE. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's not real excitement, but it's always fun to... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Experience? No. Forget it. Farfignugan. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that happened this week, and it kind of made my week. Calliope. <laughs> no. No, Calliope's not it. Ouroboros. No. Um, Onomatopoeia. Speculate is the word. Okay. Speculate. close. So close. You were Really, the last one, Onomatopoeia, was really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that was very thrilling to me. And um, what else happened this week? Are you asking, or I'm I'm rhetorically asking myself and you if you want to answer it. Okay. Um, nothing. Oh, you know what? What? Good is up this week. Why is that? Because in sync. Was awarded their very own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. Seems a little belated. Aren't some of them like dead by now? <laughs> They're not dead. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking that same thing. How did, why did this happen? I don't think they've made an album since um, 2000, 2001. I don't know. Did Dreadlocks Guy show up? Yes, he did. And he did not did have, he have dreadlocks. dreadlocks. No. Well, then what are we doing in this world? And Joey, What has our society come to? Joey Fatone even made a reference to Fat One, which made me giggle. Yeah. Is that his real last name? I don't know. Hmm. I'm sure we could look that up online. I'm sure we could, but are we going but to? But we're not going to. Yeah, no. That's right. No. So, yeah, that, that in sync. And, of course, I watched a little bit of the ceremony. It was not that the big. The ceremony? Yeah, where they give you the, they unveil the star, and then the the people or person who's getting the star puts their hands on the star, and they take the picture. Oh, yeah, it was a big deal. So was Justin Timberlake there? Yes, he was there. Hmm. So was Jessica Biel, but she was not, you know, not uttering weird phrases on an album. <laughs> no spoken word. No poetry. spoken word, no. Does she have a star? I don't think so. Does Justin Timberlake have a star individual? I doubt it, but I bet you he will. Hmm. If they give one to NSYNC, they probably should give one to Justin. Mm, in giving one to NSYNC, basically giving one to Justin? No. Yeah. I don't and think... And by he... proxy of marriage, giving one to... That's also giving one to Beale? No. No, Jason. Now, if you were, if you were, a, if you were in a band... And a solo artist. I am both. Yes. So if your band got a your band got a star, mm-hmm. would you say that that wouldn't you still want one? Well, you wouldn't want one anyway. But let's nope. just say you wanted one. Wouldn't you want one as a solo artist, or wouldn't you care? No, I wouldn't care. So you would say that the the band getting one is the same as you getting one. Of course, if you're in the band. Yeah. So that's what you're saying about Timberlake. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. I'd be he happy if I ever if I was in a egotistical. I don't think I don't think he cares about getting another one. 
Mm, I bet he does. Well, maybe he does, but... Mm, I bet he does. I think I'd be happy with any type of star. If you just wanted to give me a gold star and I'll put it on my shirt for the day, that'd be okay, too. (laughs) (laughs) If I could just, you know, not have to go to the ceremony and have my name mentioned or be cited in public, you know, or spoken about, then I'd be happy. Yeah, you'd... It could, if you were in a band, that would be easier to get out of the band. They would say, I'm sorry, Jason Fuse couldn't be here today, Mm -hmm. but we're thinking of him or something like that. If you were the solo artist. They would not add in the, and we're thinking of him. Okay. Well, (laughs) if you were a solo artist, they probably would not appreciate you not showing up. Well, then they're not going to appreciate me. (laughs) Jason's wife watched um, Lego Batman for the first time with one of my kids. Mm-hmm. One of our kids mm-hmm. this week. And uh, she said, after watching it, she said, are you Batman? <laughs> now, of course, I would like. She said, are you Lego Batman? Because <laughs> she said, like everything that came out of his mouth, he like wants to be alone. He likes, you know, solitude. He plays guitar. He does this. 90% of what came out of his mouth is stuff that you would say. She said, are the people that wrote that movie living in our house observing you for Batman? And I'm like, maybe. Have you seen the movie? No. Are you going to see it now? No, of course not. I've actually heard it's pretty good, though. The Lego movie, I think it's by the same people who made the Lego movie, and that one was funny. I saw that one at the theater with uh, my son, and we both liked it. So It's funny. It's a good movie. So I, Lego Batman's probably funny, too. I think, didn't you tell me to see Lego Batman? Probably. Which I haven't, and I probably mm-hmm. won't, but that's yeah, just... But I, I was I was flattered that she said you're Batman, and then she said you're Lego Batman, which <laughs> different, different. Is, you know, kind of balances it out. Yeah. Don't want to get too high or too low. You're not a Lego, and you're not Batman. You're Lego Batman. <laughs> so she started out by saying Batman, and then she clarified. Yes, as Lego Batman. Ouch. Yeah, it's fine. Or not. Yeah, I, I want to be even. I want to be balanced. I want to be in the middle. Okay. Not well, too high. Not too low. So Lego Batman is right there. Yes, perfect. Perfect. So I am Lego Batman. Okay. Anything else this week? No. Then I'd like to be left alone. Okay. In these days and times, people need to know. What's trending? 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 What's trending now? Hashtag tic tac toe, a pound sign, flashback, throwback, favorites in top five. Now trending back on Twitter from Instagram. Was Garoppolo hacked by some local scam? Nikki and Remy Ma battling verse. Richard Simmons missing and Jurassic giving birth. Whether it's intentional or maybe a wolf. Now Ariam fosters out fighting some wolves. Maybe some pain that no one clicks on. Text for days like you're awesome because Hey BBC News, work from home, dude Go ahead, take a bow You're what's trending now What's trending now What's trending now
what's trending now for us on this podcast is a number of people asking us our opinion on stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll expand more in a minute. But typically, you know, we get clarifications or mm-hmm. feedback about some dumb thing we might have said, like last week. Yes. Or sometimes we get clarifications of a clarification, usually from Adam Benson. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, and we'll get to all that stuff in feedback, but but this week we got several random tweets from people who were retweeting other people or accounts and tagging us in them and asking our opinion on totally different topics. So oh, cool. we're going to attempt to cover four of these tweets, all four different topics. All four coming to us this week. So a lot is trending. For us. Yes, for us. What's trending now? For us. Speaking of tangents, specific podcast edition. Yes. So first, um, we'll start with some food tweets. So Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt a couple of days ago tweeted, I had tweeted this. I had to take my daughter shopping this morning and she found these. Since I was volunteered to try them for the show, I agreed to buy them. Lord help me, I think I'm hooked. And he included a picture of cherry cola Oreo. Cherry cola Oreos. And then... Oh, I saw this one. Yes, go ahead. And then a few days later, Smitty Scoop at Smitty Scoop retweeted somebody called Dinosaur Dracula. <laughs> at Dinosaur Dracula. We can stop right there. That segment's already a winner. <laughs> and um, Dinosaur Dracula. Smitty Scoop said, I am waiting for your review. So these two are the same topic. So here's what Dinosaur Dracula said about cherry cola Oreos. Great. I can't say that it's a flavor I desperately wanted from a cookie, but it does taste like cherry cola, and that popping candy really sells it. I will go 8 out of 10. So Smitty Scoop wanted to know our review. I our review is I will speak for you here zero out mm-hmm. of ten, but Matthew Vogel likes it. He's hooked. Okay, I'm sorry. And I think you tweeted that I didn't notice that they had popping like pop rocks. Yeah, it said with popping candy on the front of it on the sticker. I hated popping candy. Uh, I don't mind the popping candy, but it's just the the thought of that in an Oreo is, uh, I no. Yeah, I don't know. And, and this, is, this is a flavor that's half and half. So the cookie cream is red and orange. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, have I seen that before in the Oreos? Because usually that's all the same color. I would expect that color to be a red color, like a velvet cake Oreo. Mm-hmm. But they've done the half and half and thrown in popping candy. No, I'm not gonna. No. I'm not gonna eat this. No. So thank goodness Matthew Vogel volunteered. I don't remember us volunteering him to try that cookie. But I bet no, I'm he, sure he's we on did. his own. He's gone rogue. He said I was volunteered yeah. to try them for the show. I think he meant I volunteered. Oh, okay. Like is in he volunteered. Okay. If you want to put that in, you know the brackets. To clarify. All right. Yeah, yes. Brackets. Yeah. So um, zero- I appreciate him taking that bullet that um, we knew ahead of time was going to be bad, but I'm glad he liked it. I bet. I, I will say this. I will say right now, I, my review of these is that they have to be better than Fruity Pebbles Oreos. Mm, 
how can let's see is there a scale low enough that you can compare and contrast and have enough of a difference between execrable and awful and grotesque that it really makes a difference because it's all just awful to me yeah but i guess the difference is you know that you're biting in to you know what you're trying and the Mm -hmm. the mystery oreo you didn't know so i was not expecting a fruity cereal flavor so i think sometimes when you're not expecting something it's worse oh well yeah or if you're expecting something and then you get something else yeah, that's 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 rough. I think what you're saying is the mystery part of it is what makes it worse. Yes, it's not necessarily that it's fruity pebbles in Oreos. It's that it, they didn't tell you what it was, so when you ate it, you were like, "Oh, this is surprising to me because, in a bad way." Because I was expecting, I don't know how to describe what I was expecting, what a, what an Oreo actually tastes like, but I know it's not fruity, so mm-hmm. I didn't expect fruity. I expected something more Oreo-like. And that's why it was gross. It's like when you expect, you're expecting to drink, uh, I have no examples off the top of my head, but you're trying to drink, you think you're drinking milk and it's cola. That's gross. Uh, yeah, that would be a weird, but that would also be like, are you doing a blind taste test and like <laughs> with your nose closed off too? Because come on. Well, this has happened to me How are you before confusing where those I'm, two? I'm thinking I'm getting something else. No, it's not a blind taste test. I don't know. It's happened to me, and I bet you there's other people that it's happened to. <laughs> but anyway, no on the cherry cola Oreos. Yes, I agree. Okay, the next one was also about food. Oh, wait a minute. There's one more thing I want to say about cherry cola Oreos before okay. we go. all right. That is a multi-combo that is... Yes, yep. E- that makes it even worse. I know where you're going because, with this. You don't mess yes. with Coke, right? You don't mess with Coke, and I know they don't call it Cherry Coke, it's Cherry Cola, but come on, who are we getting here? Yeah. Um, it ain't Cherry Pepsi. No. <laughs> that ain't what they're trying to emulate. So they're going, they're, they're taking Coke or Cola and combining it with Cherry, which if you like Cherry Cola or Cherry Coke, sure, go for it. It's still in the, under the combination rule to me of things I don't like. And so you're putting those two together, and then you're combining it to Oreos. So you're ruining two of the greatest Food products, I didn't say food, food products <laughs> ever that I like to enjoy, which are regular Oreos and regular Coke, you're ruining both of those. Yes. So you have, you have gone far worse than just like Cherry Cola or some other multi, not, not multi, some other combination Oreo. So you are, this is a travesty, this is a travesty mockery is what I'm saying. This is multiple levels of awful. So it's the worst one to me. Say that. So word I guess again. you can. It's a Travis Shamakri. Okay, I didn't. I didn't hear that coming out of your mouth the first time. Okay. Really? No, it was Travis Shamakri. That's what I heard. Yeah, I've been drinking too much Coke. <laughs> I just realized that the popping candy is probably supposed to emulate carbonation. Probably. That makes it even worse. Go drink the Coke if you want it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I understand. You you've you've ruined your Coke and you've ruined your Oreo. That's two things. Don't just ruin the Oreo. But they didn't just ruin the Oreo. They ruined the Coke and the Oreo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a tram, the Shimirakamari. Um, yes. Next, John Miller at JKM five six three tweeted us or tagged us in a tweet from Action News six ABC. Hmm. Um. I guess they're out of Philadelphia. It's Philadelphia. 
news station. Okay. And here's the tweet. Who are you typing? What are you typing? What do you mean? Your clickety-clack is going. I'm just answering stuff. Oh. I'm listening. <laughs> okay. Serial controversy. There's apparently a serial controversy dividing the breakfast aisle. When making your morning bowl of cereal, does the cereal hit the bowl first, or is it the milk? What? Yes. And they included an article. What insane person puts milk in a bowl and then puts cereal in it? Well, I, I am with you. I skimmed this article, and they said 95% of us want our milk for, I mean, our cereal first, then our milk. I didn't even know that was a thing, that anybody did that. I think they are making this up. Is this a plus or minus 6% you know, tolerance you know, on the poll variance, whatever they call it? I think I'm right about this, and the Hall of Famer will let me know if I'm not. But I think the Hall of Famer pours milk first. Not for, I don't know about cold cereal, because we don't keep cold cereal in the house anymore. But oatmeal? I think. The Hall of Famer pours milk first, then oatmeal. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> Was that an instant correction? Yes, of myself. <laughs> the Hall of Famer doesn't take milk at all. And now, yeah, I, now I know why people I... People put milk in oatmeal? Oh, yes. That's what I do. Milk and oatmeal, no, a little honey. Water all the way. Water. Water, no, water, water. No, no. After the oatmeal's made, not to made. Not to make the oatmeal. After it's made. Why are you putting milk in oatmeal? It's, it's like cereal. Who doesn't put milk on oatmeal besides you in the Hall of Famer? I would say 95% of rational people. So milk in, in malt meal milk, I don't eat malt meal but those malt meal porridge, all of that's got to, you got to put porridge. some milk in there. I don't eat I'm not that. a bear. I don't, <laughs> I, well, was it Goldilocks <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah. So but she, she ate, I mean, she didn't make it. It ain't like that was what she preferred. It's just what was laying around. It's like yeah. you go to somebody's house and you just eat their food. It's not like you picked it out or you made it. It's just like, and I mean, it was already cooked and ready to go because it was one of them was hot and one of them was cold. So, which is weird to me because if you made it, you're going to make it all in one bowl at one time. So then if you parcel it out, mm -hmm. I mean, was one leg like left in the like warming rack in the oven and the other one was like set outside and it was cold outside or, you know, we're, this really needs to be broken down for clarity. Yeah. There's a lot of confusion with that, that um, yes. fairy tale. That's a fairy tale. <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler and by alert. the way, by the way, I cannot stand that people have taken it and made it's the goldilocks version it's you know do you have you heard this phrase what are you talking about no like if it's the perfect like solution it's the goldilocks solution because they feel like we've come upon the perfect the one that's perfect so they call it the goldilocks method i have not, have you not heard, heard people use this phrase no punch those people in the face <laughs> if you see them i speaking of hands just does not condone violence that's right. I don't I think I've ever punched anyone in the face. Oh, I certainly have. I got in a fight in the playground once, but it wasn't in the face. Hmm. Yeah. You're throwing hands? You're throwing hands. Doesn't matter if you hit them or not. No, it does matter. Well, I mean, it matters if you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm proud to say I'm not good at fighting. Um, I am good at fighting. Are you? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, good. In case you I and I not, ever get in I mean, self-defense, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would never hit you. 
I would never hit you. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to the oatmeal, (laughs) we never have oatmeal here at home, but when we travel, so if someone else Mm -hmm. gives it to us, and I'm talking about a specific family member that makes oatmeal every day of their lives, even when Mm -hmm. they travel, they pack their own oatmeal. I'm 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 cool with that. Yeah, it's great. It's it's really good. It's special oatmeal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't think oh special special oatmeal. oatmeal. <laughs> I don't think the Hall of Famer puts milk on. Should it we all. should we ask Chad about it? Yes, yes. Maybe we should. Yes. I don't think the Hall of Famer uses milk at all. So I I think I've corrected no. myself and avoided more. But let's we're burying we're burying the lead here. Yeah, I know we are. You, I would like to know who out there puts milk in a bowl and then puts cold cereal like, you know, Fruit Loops, yeah. Corn Flakes, whatever, Rice Krispies, on top of the milk because... 5% apparently. I have so many questions it's, about that that no only that person can answer. Yes. So you and I... I would love to talk to them about that to investigate this further. You and I go cereal first, Right. Then milk. I, I literally had never Me either. heard of the concept of anybody putting milk in a bowl and then put, pouring cereal on top of it. No. Never. I, it's, it never even occurred to me that that was a possibility. Me either. And, and the same thing I saw on, I don't know where it was yesterday or today. I don't remember. But anyway, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter when I saw it. I saw it. And <laughs> <laughs> we need to know the exact time and moment. They were talking it. about whether or not you should wash or rinse off your raw meat and raw poultry before you cook it and i think the same thing i've never even considered doing that what so people apparently will wash or rinse off yes. their raw meat and chicken who do what what do you think has like touched it yeah you not you don't do it and they did some scientific research and they just the, the verdict was no people don't be doing that it never even occurred to me to that you should do such a thing. Same thing with this no, cereal thing. I'm on the other side of that. Why would you not rinse it off? You and scrub it before you put it. Rinse it off because you're going to cook it. I don't want anything foreign material in there, even if I'm cooking it on there. They that science said science <laughs> science. science says science that Whatever. you can actually spread spread the. Um, bacteria by rinsing it off well science also says that if you use a air hand dryer in a bathroom it's basically just blowing poop all over you the entire time anyway so don't even bother washing your hands yes <laughs> yeah, that was, i've heard that yes i don't like those things i don't either i i will let my hands air, air dry most of the time or use Shake it out. paper yeah. towel I, I prefer paper toweling yeah, if I'm like in a fast food place, I'll shake them off and then like go get a napkin from like the counter or whatever. Is that what Taylor Swift's song's really about? She has a song called that? Shake it off. Shake it oh, off. Oh, I thought you said napkins on the counter. No, okay. <laughs> that'd be a good song. Yeah. Anyway, no, you're not supposed to rinse Speaking off Speaking of Taylor meat. Swift. Yes? Have we talked about her trying to cover Earth, Wind, and Fire yet? No, be, I'm certain we haven't because I have not heard that she tried to do this. She tried to co- cover. I think she actually put out a cover of September. I and did not know. Is it good? I'm judging from your voice that it is not good. <laughs> I haven't listened to it. It's awful. 
Wait a minute. Repeat it that? It has to be awful. Oh, it has to I have okay. not listened to it. It has to be awful. It's awful. Why so does I'm just going to say it's awful? awful. It's Taylor Swift trying to cover Earth, Wind, and Fire. You might Are be you pleasantly, freaking kidding me? You might be pleasantly surprised. Like, whoa, that's good. You, you should at least listen to it before you make no. that decision. Although I just no. I just said I'm not going to try the cherry coral, cola Oreo and no. I'm going to declare it's bad. So I guess you can say this. Taylor Swift covering Earth, Wind, and Fire is worse than cherry cola Oreos. <laughs> okay. There. There you go. How about that? Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm going to go and my response to that is going to be what my favorite thing that I read on Twitter in this thread that I, when I was reading about people responding to this. Is not today, Satan. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Okay. She should not do that. She's probably trying to, you know, branch out and show that she can do any genre. She can't. Yeah. No. Don't do that. I'm saying I'm not saying yeah that she can. I'm just saying yeah. You're probably right. Don't listen to that, please. Okay, I won't. I didn't even know it existed, so I won't. Let's move on. Okay. Let's pretend that never that last three minutes or whatever we talked about never happened and that it doesn't exist because I'm happier that way. Okay. So we'll move on to a tweet uh, from James Cunningham at James IV, 1970. The new hope of Cunningham's. He retweeted a PGA Tour, a tweet from the PGA Tour. And here's what James said. I'll, and I'll, then I'll tell you what the PGA Tour said. James, Hashtag golf talk. Yes. James says, I know your feelings about stadium proposals. How about golf course proposal? All caps, golf course proposal. Only one question mark, though. Now, this was the tweet he was talking about from PGA Tour, at PGA Tour. All caps, she said yes. And then they said, Justin Thomas helped a couple at the Wells Fargo Golf Tournament create a memory that will last a lifetime. Okay, this was at a golf tournament? Yes, and they, had, they showed the video, but wait, the hashtag that they included in the tweet, live under par. Now, I don't even know what that hashtag means, but why are they, I know it's their official hashtag because I've seen them tweet before and they, they use it for everything, but why are you including that in this tweet? Yeah. Are they trying to say they're going like the over under on number of years this marriage is going to last? Well, I assume I'm going. I'm taking the under. I assume it has something to do with golf being in golf. Being under par is a good thing. Overachieving, being remarkable. I don't know. But to me, when it's when it's used like but this, it kind of makes in life me think subpar. It's the opposite of par in golf. Yes, subpar. You want to be above par you in be above like par. real life. Yes, yes, live above par. They have just sabotaged this couple's. Pending nuptials. Yeah. I, but let me say this. No. No. This is unacceptable. No. A hundred percent. This is worse than the stadium. This is, well, see, they got, uh, let me clarify, because I'm certain you didn't watch this video. Oh, of course not. Just, they got I didn't even Justin know this existed until you just said it. Justin Thomas, who is a good golfer, and he's, you know, one of the top, I bet he's in the top 10 FedEx Cup standings. I think it's FedEx, yeah. He's a good golfer, and by all accounts, everything I've read and seen about him, he's a good dude. He helped mm -hmm. them. And I'm not, this isn't an indictment on him. I, he gets a pass from me because what is okay. he? Okay. He doesn't get a pass from me, and I don't, I know zero about him except for this. And so he is batting zero in my book because <laughs> he helped them with this. Well, do you remember the hockey thing? 
where the hockey player helped. <laughs> the- nice. <laughs> what? Do I remember the hockey thing? Yeah, I remember that hockey sort of thing that happened. What, what are you talking about? I think about? it was Jen Babish that, that alerted us to a hockey proposal where the hockey, one of the hockey players helped the guy propose to his girlfriend going. Oh, they were going down the tunnel or whatever. And he handed the her the ring as they went yes. by. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we thought no. that was bad too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. But. All the, put it this way, public proposal that is meant to draw attention? Mm-hmm. No. Know. No. No. It, it isn't real, first of all, because she's, she's not going to say no in front of all these people. She's just probably not going to do that. She so might. So it's fake. She, you don't get it. You don't, I don't think you get a legitimate reaction all the time. Every okay, you want me to be, like yeah, that. you want me to be serious for a second? What I really think it is? Yes. That dude, these dudes have, don't have enough guts. Yes, exactly. To take the rejection to uh-huh. ask if they're, because look, I mean, it, I, I've never understood it taking guts to ask somebody to marry you because hopefully if you're going to ask them, you've known them for a little while and you kind of know, and you've either talked about it or mentioned it, or it's kind of been, you know, floated here and there where you've discussed it because if the very first time you ever say anything about, you know, maybe we'll spend the rest of our lives together is you're getting down on one knee to, or you're handing them a ring. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, it should what be just doing? as simple as saying, will you marry me? Let's go get a chalupa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it was a couple double, double decker tacos, but oh, yeah, I, okay. I get your point. Yes, I agree. It, it is. It, it's, it's a, it sets it's, up getting married is a huge, yes. huge major major life decision that can make your life awesome or awful and Mm -hmm. first of all if you need to be really putting a lot of time and i'm talking years is in my opinion into thinking about this and getting to know that person and then you talk to them and you discuss it right and then you could surprise them i think that's cool to say you know catch them when off guard because i mean what's more off guard than 11 p.m. in the parking lot walking to the car to go to Taco Bell. Right. I mean, that's that's it was a surprise, believe me. But you you have at least have some idea of where you both stand on. Yeah, we'd like to spend the rest of our lives together or we're just in this for fun until, you know, somebody else comes along. Right. So I just don't. So I, I what I'm saying is I agree with you that it's a chicken out move to me. Yes. To do it in a public way, to put pressure on. It's peer pressure for marriage, which is insane. Yeah, it's peer pressure from everyone around that gets all into it. You yes. Know, and then the guy, one of the guys said after they, after she said yes, he's mm-hmm. like, kiss her, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's awful too. And it, these situations. Not the kissing part, but the. I understand. Kiss her. Yeah. And in this situation. Do it right here on the golf course. Or, you know, with the hockey player too. You've, you've got to assume, I guess, that, well, I guess I assume that you like, you would like and admire whomever you included in this ruse, or not ruse, I guess, in this, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of, I think, oh, elaborate no, plan. I'm not going to go that, that way. But anyway, yeah. so she's, this woman probably really likes Justin Thomas. And so, I'm sorry, when I meet a celebrity that I really like, like if I ever met Justin Timberlake, I better not be 
pulled away from Justin Timberlake to have somebody propose to me. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk to Justin Timberlake. Don't turn <laughs> yes, me around yes. and get on your knee when Justin Timberlake's standing right there. Yeah. This woman probably just wanted to talk to Justin Thomas and then she's now she's being distracted by the boyfriend that's asking her to she's she, she <laughs> sort of seemed kind of pissed off like well yeah but justin's right there why are you doing this right now you know she was yeah yeah stop wasting my time i I can spend the rest of my life with you i'm only have a certain window to meet and talk to this famous person that you know i'll never see again exactly absolutely i agree with that this all this public marriage stuff is ridiculous when you were first reading this i was like you know if both of them if the one thing that they love to do the most together is play golf and they go Mm -hmm. play golf a lot Mm -hmm. and they do this and after they play you know 18 holes or nine holes or whatever they get to the end and the guy with just the two of them out there, like on their favorite course, or maybe they got to go play a special course somewhere, you know, like they went to Augusta and played somehow. Um, and they're at the end at like their spot, you know, and they're like, and then, you know, one of them says to the other, hey, let's get married. Or would you marry me? That to me is different. Absolutely. That's okay. That's different. That's with not nobody a else around. Setting. Yeah. Uh-uh. That's okay. I mean, if you hate golf, obviously you're not going to play golf anyway. And if you're doing it for the other person, then the other person should know you good enough to know, okay, this person is not, they're just doing it for me. So don't do it there. You, you do it in a place where you, you know, you're enjoying doing something together. Yeah. Like Taco Bell. Going to Taco Bell in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all that said, I guess if both parties truly thought this thing was cool Mm -hmm. and they end up actually getting married, first of all. And they stay together longer than an hour and a half. Good for them. Then they're both narcissistic idiots. Yes, to each their own, I guess. But this is not for me. No, no, I will go so far as to each their own. Yes, of course. But that doesn't, you know, delay the fact that they're narcissistic idiots. Yeah, don't subject me to your proposals at my game or my golf course or my my hockey game that I'm watching. They're egotistical and they're looking for attention. Yes. They want to go viral. Or at least the Which, guy does. Or it's usually a guy. I guess I've never seen a woman propose to a man. Uh, give me in, a break his, if you don't think, in some cases, the woman has said, you know what we need to do? I need to be famous, so we need to go out there and do this. Oh, I'm sure that that happens. I'm just saying if that if it's a surprise. If you think women are less conniving and deceptive than men, you're crazy. Well, I'm not going there today. That's not what this is about. I I'm, am. I'm just saying. That I didn't say more. The, I said the same. If the woman does not There's good know and bad on both sides. It. And if it's just the guy that knows about it and is surprising her and she has never said, oh, this would be cool, I think I don't that think it, he's doing it for attention. I don't think the guys, most of the guys in that case, because guys don't care about that stuff. I think they are doing it, well, like I said before, because they're... Don't care. No, no, no. I'm saying most. I said most. I don't think most guys are doing that for the public attention. They're doing it for the public backing of, if I do this in front of a bunch of people... I don't have to be afraid that she's going to say no. That, I mean, sure. Or there's less yeah. chance. Yeah. I think on the other side of that, the woman is doing it more for attention. If she has talked the guy into doing it. Right. Because Which you don't you know. know. You know there's a non-negligible percentage of these cases where it's her idea and she has gone to him and said, hey, we're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. And she is acting the entire time. It's like, I, I set up my own surprise party. I'll act like I'm surprised. I need you to do it for me so it doesn't make me seem like the narcissistic idiot that I am hmm. when I do my own surprise party, you know, to gain attention for myself. Now we have- It's the Taylor Swift. It's, ta- it's the, oh, you really, it's me, me, oh, oh. It's that stupid crap that is, drives me crazy. 
So okay, don't so, think for a second that some of these aren't planned ahead of time. Well, that's fine if they are. But what I'd like to know now mm-hmm. is that young Statman has already researched this this for us. If he could now please look into the idea that the woman was behind it all along and figure out how many <laughs> of those the how many were plotted by the woman and she was acting and are they still married? I think that'd be a Man, good that would be tough. Wouldn't that be tough? You were giving him a serious assignment right there. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. sorry, Luke. We're going to move on to the last one, which I think might be, it's absolutely going to be tough for me, but I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you, I'll read to you this one. I have no idea what, oh, this is, oh, this is another This is uh, a new trending, topic. The last speaking one, Speaking of tangents, four. trending yes. tweet. Okay. From Will at Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R. He asks us, a simple question. What you got? And it was referring. Okay. Well, oh, there was more. Okay. <laughs> referring to this question tweeted by BBC Six Music. At BBC Six Music. Here's the question. Is this a British question? No. This, Should he, we put on accents for this question? Um, I'm not going to try to do that. I guess I could ask <laughs> okay. Siri to say it. Okay. Here's the question. If you could choose a song to have stuck in your head for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. Hashtag earworm. Oh, well, it's a small world. <laughs> that cannot be your answer. No, it's not. This is very, very difficult. Like, this is way harder to, for me than top five albums, which top 19 hmm. albums, whatever. I just think music for me is so mood dependent. I guess if it was going to be in my head the rest of my life, I would want something upbeat. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. But what if like, what if when in moments when you're sad, you have, you know, it's a small world, play it in your head. It would be awful. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, this is almost impossible to me. Well, let's first off say that this would be horrible, regardless, Ab- because absolutely. you wouldn't be able to control your own brain, which means you're crazy. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, let's just face it. This is not a, this is a, you know. Uh, what's the word? Hypothetical situation. I almost said hyperbolic <laughs> because I'm an idiot and don't know what words mean. Well, and the other going with that whole thing, hypo- the hypothetical thing is mm-hmm. that usually you can't. Is pick it hypothetical or hypothetical? Hypothetical. Okay. Usually, you don't get to pick the song that you have stuck in your head. The usually the songs pick your head. Oh. You don't pick song. Song picks you. That's right. Okay. I mean, I have well, had common. I've had earworms that have been in my head. You've had my, earworms like on Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. Yes. Yes. Did you remember that scene? No. Oh my gosh! I know Jason's wife remembers that. She's terrified by that. Whenever we talk about that, I don't know that scene you're referring to. It was from the early '80s. Uh, the the Star Trek. I think it was the second movie, Wrath of Khan. It was whatever Wrath of Khan is with. Um, Montalban, Ricardo Montalban as Khan. Have you never seen that movie? No. I think I've seen Star Trek, the very first one, and that was it. Yeah, to torture a guy and to convert him to their side, they hold him down and they drop a a worm that crawls into his ear and burrows into his brain. Oh, To control him. Uh, That would... Does this have anything to do with the Gatorade story? Nope. Okay. Mm -mm. All right. But I've had earworms in my life that I don't choose, and they... They are there for years, not all the time, but 
those years what those songs stick in my head they're not all the time but they just pop into my head at random sign random time yeah i get stuff popping in randomly but i dismiss it in you know um, 30 seconds well yeah but it's there and it keeps coming back for me like black dog by led zeppelin is a song like that yeah i can see that and um what else i just can't stop loving you by michael jackson is one is another one that's always in my head and I that's don't even not know if even I know what that song is. That's not even my favorite Michael Jackson song by a long shot. Mm-mm. I don't so, pick the earworm; it picks me. So, if you're going to pick it, what are you going to pick? Oh, good God! <laughs> I got some answers already. Well, give me one. Okay, my I'll give you my I'll give you a few of things that I've kind of ran down in my head so far of choices, uh-huh. and then see if you can guess why I picked these things. Okay. I'm approaching this from the analytical standpoint. You would assume that I know these songs. You'll know these songs. Okay. I would go maybe Shot on You Crazy Diamond. Okay. Parts one through nine. Parts one through nine. The full, like all parts. Okay. Um, Or maybe like Symphony Number Nine or any of the symphonies by Beethoven, but I like nine. How does that one go? Well, I mean, go listen to it. Okay, well, I can't do that right now. It's like an, it's like an hour long. Okay. Or um, like Air on the G-String, which is a shorter song, but I really like that one by Bach. Because I'm thinking, you know, if you had classical music, it could be like, you know, you could put classical music. Because I'm thinking of this from the, from the idea, from the angle of scoring. Like you score a movie, you score a TV scene. Mm-hmm. So I'm scoring my life is basically what I'm doing. Okay, and you wanted me so, to pick, you wanted me to pick that up. No, yeah. I'm, that's not that's not why I chose some oh, of these songs. Oh, okay, all right. So, as I'm you know going through my life, if I had like you know, air on the G string or you know Beethoven's Ninth Symphony playing underneath all the time as I'm walking around, that could be cool walking around music. Mm-hmm. But that could also be like action scene, you know, juxtaposition. So, like, if I'm in a fight or, you know, a you know, shootout or a, you know, knife fight or, you know, on top of an airplane wing, you know, that's flying, fight, you know, action movie stuff. Or I'm jumping out of an airplane or I'm, you know, diving into the water or, you know, I'm running or, you know, I'm making breakfast, you know, whatever. I'm, whatever I'm doing. So, it's that, like a soundtrack. That could, yes. Well, it's a score. That could fit the, the scene. So, because yeah. uh, classical music has been used in movies to fit just all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, I get that. And Air on the G-String is probably my favorite kind of shorter classical song. Well, that's why I asked you to tell me what sympathy, sympathy, symphony number nine sounds like so that I could get the feel of the song. But you've just kind of told me it can be used for multiple settings, multiple mm-hmm. emotions. And Shine on Your Crazy Diamond is, the, and the reason why I picked some of these, like longer, the longer ones, like Shine on Your Crazy Diamond, is because it changes so much. So it's really like, you know, 30 minutes of music. It's almost like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's almost like eight or nine songs. So the very, it's varied in there. It's not, it's a small world over and over every 30 seconds for eternity. It's, it's a 30 minute thing and, or 25 minutes, whatever it is. And some, I mean, that, that Beethoven song is like an hour, I think. So that, you know, 
is when it has the different movements and it's moving around and it's changing. The, it's varied. It's not all the same thing. You could also go with something like something that I know you know, which is, you know, Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Which has so yeah. many different parts. Because I think the key to approaching this question, this is what I was alluding to at the beginning, is to have something that is long enough and changes enough so that it's not the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, that's. I'm approaching this from a very you know, analytical analytic yeah. standpoint. Yeah. And I had, you know, I had the benefit of seeing this ahead of time. Mm hmm. And so I had written down Bohemian Rhapsody as a possibility, as well as Purple, good. purple Rain. I love Purple Rain. No, nah, Purple Rain is the same Purple so Rain much. is the same, and I think I would get sick of it. Like you, oh, you would get sick of it if you had to listen to Purple Rain five times in a row. Okay. Well, it always reminds I'm me I'm sick of, of it just thinking about it. It reminds me of the story that my crazy aunt told me once where, I mm-hmm. think I've said this before on this podcast, but she, her record got stuck in the 70s on Stairway to Heaven. And so she had to listen to that. I think I don't remember the circumstances, but she was there for quite a while. So she had to listen to that about 10, 15 times in a row. And she hates that song. She cannot that listen to it. That song is like nine minutes long. What was she doing? I don't know. I don't know. The cer- I can't remember. She just told me that it got stuck and she can't not Was she stand. being held against her will? Was, <laughs> well, she, being, was she tied up? I was would that, what were we doing? I would hope I would know that, but maybe, maybe I don't know that. <laughs> The circumstances were out of her control. That sounds creepy. I don't know where, what happened, but I know that it got stuck and she had to listen to that over and over again. That's <laughs> and the like way I present this story, hours. the way I present this story does indeed sound like she was being held against her will, but I don't think yes. that's what happened. Anyway, that's she like hates that to, song. Yeah, so well, I have a to feeling Manuel that, Noriega in the 80s. Well, <laughs> I, they blasted him with, you know, pop, rock and punk music for yes. hours and hours and hours. <laughs> To drive him out of his headquarters. I think it was him. But I do have a feeling that that's what Purple Rain would do. But I don't think Purple oh, yes. Bohemian Rhapsody would do that. It's the same thing. No, it's, it, I mean, it, obviously you get sick of anything, but it does move around a lot. Yeah. It has yeah. a lot of different varied mm-hmm. parts in it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think that's the key is to, and then to get something that you like also, which is why I would go with, you know, like even like something like Fur Elise, which would be very repetitive after a while. What is of it? Of the same. Fur Elise. Spell that. It's Beethoven. Oh, okay, yeah, but I, it's you s- F-U-R-E-L-I-S-E. Okay, that's what I thought you were saying. For Elise, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. That's literally what I said. <laughs> I know, but you know, Travis Shamakery didn't come out that way for me, so I was just clarifying. Are your ears drunk? <laughs> They're full of worms. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think I think we've approached this from the I right do, angle. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Uh, so thank you to all of you who sent those in. Um, yes. Will and James and John and Matt Vogel and Smitty Scoop. Yeah. Another one I would think of for songs, mm-hmm. like if you're going to like score your life, is it would be cool to like walk around to like the theme from Shaft or something like that, like the instrumental intro to Papa Was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> yes. Where you're like, doo-doo, doo-doo, doo you know, like some funk seventies disco-ish funk music. Yeah, Shaft imagine is a good walking one. every everywhere you walk around, you're hearing that in your head as you walk. You'd be cooler. Yeah, and one that I pops mean, I, into mind for me, which I I have a feeling you're going to say no, but the same idea. For some reason, I really love Bittersweet Symphony by Is it the Verve? You mean the Rolling Stones? The the one that goes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. they lost bitter. The Verve lost 
Okay. Did they steal that from them? They love one hundred percent. What is they the Rolling Stones song? It's called uh, "We Sued Them and Went to Court and Won." Okay, interesting song title. It's like paper towels on the counter. Yeah, so they they lost all that money. Okay, well I I will need to now go. Pharrell and what's his face, Robin Thicke, had to give money to the Marvin Gaye estate. Yes, yeah. For that blatant ripoff. Yeah, and what song was that? I can't remember what it was. Um, it was a huge hit that summer, like the number one song. I can't re- yeah, I can't remember the title of either one. Well, The Bittersweet Symphony, I really like that tune. So now I'm going to have to go and figure out which Rolling Stones song it was. I've heard them back to back, and it's, it's obviously a ripoff. Is it like lost. Eminem with uh, um, David Bowie? Not Eminem. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> You mean with Queen and David Bowie under pressure? Yes, under and pressure Ice Ice and Baby? Ice Ice Baby. That was no, that also was, a ripoff, wasn't it? That was he sampled them and stole it, and he lost that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's pretty yeah. obvious too. Yeah, we actually covered that song, the band I'm in. Which one? Ice Ice <laughs> Baby. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Nope. <laughs> right. Under pressure. It's a pretty good song. It is a good song. Would that be included in one of your earworms for life? Uh, it does change up a lot. Mm-hmm. It does. It has a lot of varied like parts in it. But, so I think um, you've. Te- no, I would say no. I think that um, that approach is the right approach. Get a song that varies and it- that you like that vary that has a lot of varied movements and is long and doesn't have a lot of things that repeat over and over again. Yeah, like Mbop by Hanson. Wait, what? Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hello there. Thanks for listening listening to the Speaking of Tangents podcast. I guess I was so good last week that they da, da? Decided to have yours truly come on again and deliver this feedbacks bumpers. If you would like to be as so associated with this podcast, then you can send in feedbacks. Oh oh one oh one oh oh one oh oh one oh 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 one 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 oh 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 one 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 one. Oh pardon me, I just vomited a wee bit there. You can send in feedbacks. At Speak Tangents on Twitme. Ah, uh, Twitme? I mean, Twitter. You can also tweet at me if you'd like. I like a little bit of fun now and then. Even though I am artifish artificial, my love is real. Oh, get back on script? Sure, yes, um. Speaking of Tangents podcast at garmail.com. Lots of love to you all. XOXO. So do we have any feedback this week? What's up? (laughs) Feedback. Yes, we do have feedback. We have um, the feedback I was talking about before, Mm -hmm. like clarification. So we'll start with Twitter. Um, What did Claire send us? Claire did not send us anything this week. The Clarification didn't? No, she didn't. Okay. But we did get t- 
two clarifications about the same thing. Which is interesting because of all the things we say over the course of one podcast episode that require some type of clarifications. We got two clarifications from two different people about the same topic. Cool. And that was when I mentioned that I thought the owner of the Domino's Pizza place or pizza is also the owner of the Detroit Tigers or that the owner of Little Caesars owned the Red Wings. I wasn't quite sure, but I knew there was some relation between the Tigers and pizza and and the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Well, Kim Wilson at Kim Wills 33 tweeted us saying, here's the breakdown. Tom Monahan owned Domino's and the Tigers. Mike mm-hmm. Illich, owner of Little Caesars, bought the Tigers from him around 1992. Illich also owns the Red Wings. Boom, KJ Baseball. So what we're saying is pizza, fast food pizza products are big business. Money you, makers. Yes, if you put, can put them in your stadium. People like pizza. People like pizza-adjacent products. Some people do, yes. Pizza-ish food. And, and um, I think shaped. I kind of had this, don't you think? I think uh, I said, absolutely, yeah. I think I said Jim Monahan, but... You said somebody that owned Domino's or owned the Tigers. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, that, that should have been in the quiz, Bob. I would have gotten that one. Um, and Adam... <laughs> you would have... <laughs> Yes, I would have gotten that. Sure. Adam Benson also chimed in about this at Benson underscore the comic. He said the late Mike Illich was the founder of Little Caesars Pizza. He owned the Detroit Red Wings, Red Wings and the Detroit Tigers. Red Wings area, I think he means arena. Red Wings Arena is named after Little Caesars. Hmm. So, so what pizza, is it? Pizza, Little Caesars arena? arena? Pizza Pizza Arena? A2 Brute? I, I don't know what it is. What we did you say? A2 Brute? Yeah. What does that mean? Pizza, pizza? Mm-hmm. In Latin? <laughs> you really don't know anything about Shakespeare, do you? I don't. <laughs> Speaking of Shakespeare, there was another QE on Kornheiser's show this week. Bob Walsh tweeted us about it. Oh, what was it? The day... So our podcast came out on Friday, and I think Monday's Kornheiser show, they quoted Alas, Poor Yorick. Oh. And they said they... Who quoted it? Korn... I think it was Kornheiser. Yeah. And they said, I knew him well. Oh. So So I wonder who's going to tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think it's, it's very unusual to me. It's very interesting to me that so many people quote that incorrectly. Yeah. And I don't, if it was actually Tony doing it, I, I feel pretty good about me misquoting it now to know that a English, English major, major yeah. misquoted it as well. Because I know nothing about English. Me no no English. Well, me no no Shakespeare. So why is the phrase that you just said about pizza related to Shakespeare? It's related to Julius Caesar. The play by Shakespeare, (laughs) which has the phrase "A tu Brute, which is you too, Brutus. When they all stab Julius Caesar, he thought, oh, no, not you also, Brutus. I thought you were my friend. And he was the one who actually, you know, was out to get him. Yeah. See, that went way over my head. And I knew I didn't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I would have never went to Julius Caesar or Shakespeare. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, on the flip-flop versus no flip-flop. Maybe I should have said <laughs> A2 Brute Jr. 
like little Caesar <laughs> Brutus Jr. I wouldn't have gotten that, and you know it. <laughs> Young Brute. <laughs> Lil C's. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Apostrophe L-I-L C's is what I meant. Yes. Yes. Lil. Lil Young. I wonder if there's a Lil Young or a Young Lil. Uh, there's got to be, right? There, a rap there should be if there isn't. Because there's a Young Young. <laughs> The funniest one I've seen, the joke one, is the young, young, like J-U-N-G, like the, I think he's a philosopher. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> young, young. <laughs> yeah. Say <laughs> so he's, so he's a, like a psychoanalyst. <laughs> Carl, Carl Young or Jung, I would say Young. Yeah. Um, I, is, From yeah, Switzerland. I remember him. Yeah. Carl Young, I think So that's Young, it. Young. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a new... I might steal that as a new, you know, AKA I was for say, my hip hop stuff. You should, because he's a he's a psycho he's psychoanalyzed people. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, about the flip flops and and no flip flops, no shirt, no shoes, no service. That thing. And mm-hmm. this was by far the most feedback we got after last week's episode. And I'll, you know, we'll we'll read a few of them, but you can always sure. go to Twitter. At Speak Tangents. Or get you up. can avoid Twitter completely and probably be better off. Yeah. And, okay, the we first... need our own social media platform. Can we do that? Can we create that, our own social media app where people who listen to the podcast, you have to approve, you have to, they have to be approved to get on. And then once they're on, then it's kind of like we share, we tweet stuff at each other, you know. Well, I guess it's called what... email or text messages. But <laughs> Isn't that what WhatsApp is? WhatsApp. Who's on first? WhatsApp. Which was first? WhatsApp is an app, a messaging app. Okay. And I think you can add who you can add who you want. It's not everybody. It's a private. It's basically like a private text chain. But you then why not just text? I don't know. I don't know the difference. Is it like Slack? I don't know what Slack is. It's like a collaborative like online they have apps and a website where you can go and like create categories and channels and stuff a lot of people use it for like online like collaboration for like uh like a lot of businesses like a lot of creative companies like i know they use it a lot at the ringer they talk about it every now and then i'm like yeah we were talking on slack earlier this is you know just an offhand thing and i don't know if that's like an advertisement you know like product you know placement marketing that they've worked in or not but or if it's just you know they actually go around and say, hey, did you see that on Slack? That kind of stuff. Never heard of it. But I, I think that you could Or like probably, Google Docs or something like that. I think you could probably create an app like that. I could not. What, what, what will we call it? WhatsApp. Is that already taken? Um, yes, that's already taken. Oh, I thought you were asking what's an app. No. Or what, or what app? No. And I was telling you a social media app. It's called WhatsApp. Oh, okay. How about good as app? That one is probably not taken. Hmm. I wouldn't think that you would approve such a thing. It's too... It's too punny. I like good puns. So good as app. That's a good pun because it's got good in it. Yeah. Okay, that'll be what it's called. Good as app. Mm -hmm. And you should start working on on that. Yeah. Oh, not me. 
I mean, we got people to do that. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. Um, okay. Swagmaster Robert Colpine at R. Colpine. Mm-hmm. Speaking Young of, swag. <laughs> speaking of tangents has gone too far. It's, What's up, young swag? It's bad enough that Jason calls me a food puppet for my love of PB and J, but now I can't show off my ample <laughs> midriff with a halter top? <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> you live your life. Did you weigh in, though, specifically on a halter top? I said halter tops. I think halter tops should not be worn in public. And tank tops. Okay, I don't remember the halter top part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's a situation of you have some people who should be wearing them. I, mm-hmm. It was part of the sports bra conversation. Yes. And, and some I told people, you I don't some wear tank should, tops because of my arms. Yeah. yeah well, I, I, you know Same who I think should wear tank tops? tops? Basketball players in basketball games yeah. should wear tank tops, yeah. should wear the basketball uni- jersey uniform, which is basically a tank top. Yes, and other that's than, fine. And, or, or if you're at the beach and or pool. Yeah, we, we, we've established that, yeah. yes. Uh, it's just my opinion. Halter I mean, tops are fine with me. I don't wear them because, same reason as a tank top, I don't have arms. But I guess, You don't I have think, arms? <laughs> nice enough arms. Did this, this must have happened in the last <laughs> year because I saw you last year at Jingle Fest and you had two arms. Yeah. I'm, How do you go from two arms to no arms? And we was, don't talk about it. Well, were they really arms, though? Well, I know that it'll never happen. My dream of, you know, sleeves in all situations that are not beach or pool related happening because it's in the Constitution. So we're good. You want sleeves on all of your clothes? I would love everyone to have sleeves on all their clothes in public. You wear T-shirts. A T-shirt has sleeves. Oh, I thought you meant long sleeves. I don't know no. why. I thought you meant yeah. It could be short or long. <laughs> you, you make your pick, short a or long. A t-shirt has sleeves. <laughs> but but I know that those people are protected under the Constitution, so that you know they can wear tank tops. So fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think my wedding dress was a halter, and that's probably the only time I've ever worn any type of halter. I think it was. Oh, now now I have to go back and look at my pictures. Anyway. I saw. I thought I saw pictures, and I don't remember that. Well, I'm going to have to double check because I should remember, but I don't. <laughs> because that's, you know, one of maybe three times well, in my life I've worn a dress. Well, you weren't looking at a, at your dress. No, so. I wasn't. Yeah. It's like when my kid, when he was like nine years old, he had a T-shirt on. And it had some words written on the front of it. And I don't remember what he said, even what it said. And I said, "What's your shirt say?" Just to, you know, yeah, have a conversation with him. Yeah, yeah. And he looks down at it and he goes, I don't know what's upside down. So, yeah. I mean, you're not looking at your own clothes. Yeah, that's what it also puzzles me about, um, you know, and I'm guilty of this too. I want to have a car that looks nice. I want to have a color that's nice. But I don't look at it. I'm inside of it. <laughs> you're seeing it from the inside. So yeah. what do I the really The inside care? should be the nicest part. Yes. Yeah, really. Okay. It's all about what other people think of you is in our brains. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's a natural human instinct that... We should probably try to get over most of the time. We should probably try and get over it. We should not get over it if we should be not wearing halter tops or tank tops. (laughs) Yes, yes. Now, on the, um, we're still on the flip-flop thing. Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss. Brad Weiss is a flip-flopper. I heard that's what you just said. I'm, well, I'm, you, you decide. I'm with KJ 1000%. Hashtag naked feet. Can't. Yeah. Can't do it. And I, I see what I see what you did there with the thousand percent, Brad. I see yes, you. Yes, I did too. Um, 
Patrick Moffat went the other way. Yes, my he man, us Patrick. Moffat Patrick. The shirt shoes conversation is great. Wear flip-flops at your own peril, people. You'll be the first to go when nature retakes the earth. <laughs> I love Fli- this angle. I know. Flip-flops are the prime example of our escape from the food web. No existence deserves to be so casual. <laughs> of course, the conservationist, the, the outdoorsman, the... <laughs> yes, yes. The man who knows the most about nature and, you know, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, Outdoors? N- <laughs> no, it's... Uh, <laughs> Outdoors. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the words, the compound word outdoors. Uh, let's see. Um, Hors d'oeuvres. Survival of the fittest is what I'm trying to think oh, of. Oh, okay. Now, I had to clarify because I was so taken aback at how much he hated flip-flops, I needed to make sure he wasn't talking about sandals. And he wa- he was not talking about sandals, just flip-flops. I think he, what I read of that is he was like, you want to wear sandals? Knock yourself out. But he's not into them. He's not into them. Mm-hmm. Now, on and the- I agree with what he said or what somebody said about, I think it was Patrick that said, you know, it's a staple of the culture in some other civilizations. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, and that was him, him that tweeted that. But I here's the thing. I think it was. America is not one of those civilizations. Yeah. <laughs> you live in America. I bet you, you did not even notice that I had sandals on at Jingle Fest. No, because I'm not looking at your feet. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I'll wear them this year, but maybe I will. James sure. Cunningham, by the way, at James Ivy 1978 says, mm-hmm. I'm wearing flip-flops to Jingle Fest now. Sure, go for it. I, I want everybody to do what they want to do that makes them happy that doesn't harm other people. Yeah, and sure. flip-flops don't unless your feet are terribly stinky. Then you might harm others around you. Now, that's true. Well, I mean, just having to see people's feet harms me. But I, here's the thing. I have, my survival of the fittest instinct has kicked in and I have decided, I have taught myself over the years to just never look at people's feet. Never look down where yes. the shoes might be because you might see feet. And then you won't be disappointed. Yeah, of course. Now, stat young man or young stat man at Luke Overby, mm-hmm. flip-flops are a cornerstone of everyday Charleston apparel. If you are surrounded by water True. in a warm climate, your best chance of escape is to quickly kick off shoes and take to the water. Heavy foot anchors are impediment to survival. So that's yeah. a... That's, and that's- that's 100%. logical, yeah. Yes, because he that's the beach. Charleston is basically beach, beach adjacent. So it's its beach. So that, that qualifies. That's under the beach and pool corollary of my theory of do not wear flip-flops when you're not at the beach and or pool. And I think that's that would the Florida would also qualify, right? Yes, most of the state of Florida qualifies. Because John but Miller said he... Florida's its own thing. Well, yeah, he said he... Living in Florida for a quarter of my life, during that time, I, re- I rarely, I think he means rarely, wore shoes, most of the time barefoot or flip-flops, even driving my motorcycle, which, John, I think that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, probably. You need but to hey, have he's... footwear on for motorcycles. He's here to tweet about it. So. Yes, he is. Um, and then James Cunningham followed up that flip-flop tweet with, we are burying the lead with all this flip-flop talk. KJ doesn't like pizza? Who doesn't like pizza? Well, yes. KJ. 100% my take on this is that's, that's insane. I, I've never heard of such a thing. I like I mean, alternative even beyond, pizza. Okay, we'll get back to that in a second. But even putting milk in the bowl to add cereal to yes. was below my, I cannot believe someone said this, ranking 
more so than I don't like pizza. That's something I never heard thought I'd hear somebody say. Where does where does uh Taylor Swift covering Earth Wind and Fire fall? That's a whole other okay. whole other category. Now I need to clarify. I not don't, today, Satan. I I said I don't love pizza. I will eat pizza. It's just not something I like to eat. It's not something I would choose. But if everybody else wants to to eat, because if everybody else wants to go to Pizza Hut or whatever, you're being peer pressured. No, I'm just being. I'm not being difficult. This is Minnesota. This is the way we live up here. This is the way we live up here. Okay, so you'd rather repress your feelings and just resent that other people make you eat pizza. Well, I'm not resenting it. I've just Didn't you eat pizza that when we went to dinner in D.C. at that Italian restaurant? No, 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 no. The Hall of Famer. Oh, did. that was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're right. I like that alternative awesome, pizza. By the way. It did now, look you, awesome. Were you cool with that pizza? Was that a good pizza? I didn't eat it. It certainly looked awesome. The Hall of Famer loved it. Yeah, it looked cool. If we go back to that general, if we go back to a place like that again, I might, I might get that. I what got, I got was awesome too. I got risotto and it was awesome. Yes, that was a great place. Um, barbecue pizza, I mentioned this, love that. I don't consider that alternative pizza. Well, it doesn't have, to me, pizza, I used to work, I used to make pizzas, and I was good at it. So to me, pizza has tomato sauce, or paste, or t- tomato like sauce. you worked at, uh, like, a Domino's? No, I worked at a convenience store in Michigan, a gas station slash convenience store. <laughs> gas station pizza, okay. Yes, but... There was an actual pizza store in the same town, and most everyone came to the convenience store for their pizza. I think that has more to do. No. That tells me more about how bad that pizza place was. No, we were, we're not talking about just put the slice in the little thing that turns around that, that keeps it hot. The 7-Eleven hot dogs on yeah, the Yeah, we're not talking about that. This was a, okay. It was sort of like, it was part of the company, but it really was... A takeout type of place where they would come and pick up a whole box of pizza. It was just basically like a restaurant in. Yes. A takeout restaurant in the gas yes. station. And I made the crust and I molded the crust on my own and I put the sauce on and I threw all those ingredients and I'm thinking maybe this is why I don't like pizza, right? Because people that do um, work in ice cream places could, they don't want to eat ice cream. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to eat the pizza. I just don't like tomato sauce. So I just don't like tomato sauce. That's it. So I will eat pizza that doesn't have tomato sauce, and I will actually love it. I will actually crave it. Barbecue chicken pizza. Love it. I love the garlic I, chicken pizza from Papa Murphy's, and I have to come home and make that on my own. I feel like most like fast food pizza, like Domino's, Little Caesars, all those, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, I feel like most of those don't really have any actual tomatoes in the tomato sauce. No, they don't. But it's still the ta- it's the taste. So, I'd- do you like like marinara sauce? No. Okay. So I'm not a spaghetti fan. Uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Do you normally go like Alfredo sauce, or if you're eating Italian food? If I'm eating Italian food, yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't tend to eat much pasta. I like pasta, <laughs> and that's the problem. I, just I like can't- light sauce, but I do like sauce. If I'm going to eat a pizza, a traditional pizza, it better be light on the sauce and heavy on mm. the cheese. So, little sauce. Little sauce. Little sauce. That's yeah, that's an awesome good one. Or an awesome, that's awesome good. AKA little sauce. Uh, and Dr. Garrett Schumann also tweeted us and he said, he, he, he said he, we're not going to be invited to his summer back 
door outside pizza parties. And I no. thought, why? Why? I understand why not me because I said I didn't care for pizza, but why you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can tell you why. Because you're not going to wear flip flops. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because yeah. they're probably all going to be have exposed feet and or midriffs and or arms. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, one on the quiz from the quiz master himself, Bob Walsh oh, cool. at Adadaya. He says, you have made me pause listening to the podcast to present the following message with which Mark Stern will agree. All caps now. You must watch, you must watch Casablanca. Three exclamation points. Your life is poorer for the fact that you have not seen it. Three exclamation points. Hashtag come on, man. And then he adds parenthetically, resuming listening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he should know me by now to realize that the more he insists I watch it. Yes. The less likely I am to watch it. And I believe you said during the podcast last week, and let's uh-huh. get this straight, I am never going to see this movie. I'm never watching this movie. And he, Bob, on also emailed it might be us. An ac- I might accidentally see it, but never on purpose. Bob also emailed us, and mm-hmm. he also told us the same thing, among other things. Um, thank you for that email, by the way, Bob. But, yes, appreciate it. Yeah, he said the same thing. You've got to see that movie. I understand. There's there's some other things that I would say you have to listen to this or you need to watch this, but I've given up on doing that because I have discovered the majority of people, the more you tell them, the more you, they, you insist that they should do or see or watch or experience something, the less likely they are to do it. Yeah, I've certain personalities are like that, and the other personalities are the FOMO well, personalities. Well, it's me, the only personality that matters to me. Well, yeah. Yeah. But there are FOMO people that will get involved in everything just because they, they want to know what you're talking about. Why just formal? <laughs> or did you say formal? Oh, you mean like formal people, like fancy people? Yes, the ones that wear the tuxes all the time. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm cool with that. Okay, one yeah. more. And I don't know, this is maybe, I guess this is a validation or affirmation tweet from Jen Babish for you. At cool. JBab Sports Chick. She retweeted a tweet by Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Which is the at TV show. E-T-H-E-R-E-A-L-K-I-A. So the real Kia. Ethereal. Ethereal Kia. Ethereal? Is that what you're trying to say? Ethereal Kia. <laughs> I should put that word on pronunciations for us. I think we just did. <laughs> it's ethereal. Ethereal. Okay. Well, when it's all, in my defense, when it's all run together like that, it's oh, absolutely. I'm sounding yeah. it out. Yeah. Anyways, that's the person that tweeted, and, and Jen tagged us in it. Here's the tweet. The real ethereal. That's my, also, AKA. I'm that, the real ethereal. Your, okay. <laughs> yes. I don't think April identifies as spring anymore. It's season fluid. There are probably mm. more than four seasons now, too. I like this. I'm in for this. Yeah. I figured you'd like that. Yeah, you could have, you know, like, if, we, if they had... If they're going to add more than four seasons, if you're going to add a season, what are you going to call it? So we got spring, summer, fall, and winter. Mm-hmm. Autumn. Autumn. Mm-hmm. Um, Could you have like Finter and like fake ring? winter? Well, no, like between fall and winter, and like ring would be between winter and spring, and then sprummer, <laughs> and then small. Small, small would be a good season. There it is. Small. Yep. What would small be? I'm I'm thinking small is late summer when it's still hot in October. 
I was going to go the other way. Small to me would be a small part right before winter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where, before it before it's really winter, but it's yeah. not fall anymore. Yeah. Small. Small. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking summer and fall. You run it together and you get small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I I would. So problem solved. We we did it. Woohoo! Season fluid. I like that. Yes. Anything else for this week? No, that will do it. We should just. Uh, Okay, bye. Bye. I'd like to say that any podcast not recorded in front of a breakfast-eating live studio audience is hardly worth listening to. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onsted. Created by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Craft services provided by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Speaking of food, I'm going to take the cereal discussion that we were having earlier one step further and tell you now, here, the only acceptable sequence for eating Lucky Charms. Pour the cereal, then pour the milk. Eat all the non-marshmallow pieces first, and finish up by eating all those milky, semi-soggy marshmallows and all their sweet goodness at the end. Quick editor's note, the only real acceptable sequence for eating Lucky Charms is, step one, don't. Oh, and speaking of cereal, does anyone know when season three is coming out and is it going to be hosted by Sarah Koenig again? Graphics by Jason Fuse. What are we even talking about? Speak tangents to me. 